And the biggest problem of every monolith is it will outgrow you. So it will actually be something you cannot control over time. You cannot substitute parts of that. You won't be able to do most of the things you need to do in order to sustain long term. That's simply a fact. So people say, yeah, if you are disciplined, no, you won't be disciplined. You will have fluctuation. You will have new people. You will have other problems over time. You will always be short on time. You will always have those problems. So don't lie. In this case, you will have these problems. Good morning, fellows. Today, I want to talk about a topic which is quite important for all kind of software strategies out there. And this is the point of decoupling. So next week, we will have an event about coupling and cohesion. We'll be talking about this with Nicolas Oquette. But today, I want to already talk about a very specific topic, which is important to understand. So I read often and hear often about the idea of that decoupling in form of microservices is a bad idea. Because it's too complicated, people you know, don't know really how to do that. It's too complicated and all this kind of stuff. But in reality, it looks a little different because when I listen to those discussions, I always get the notion that it's all about the short-term thinking. So how do we get things easily set up? How do we get fast into some kind of production? And how can we make a short-term success out of that without becoming a complex thing? So with always with the idea to being able to always improve later. And here's my problem. You cannot improve later easily on something which is not built in a decoupled way. So especially when we have those new terms like the modular monolith or whatever, those are ideas in between to try to solve a problem which is actually not existing. We should fix problems where they occur, you know? So when we have problems with decoupling and, you know, have problems to understand where we should aim for cohesion, then we should start to learn those things first. As I always say, understand before you execute. So don't just build some services with some framework, try to connect them somewhere. You need to understand how and why you use those microservices. And I don't like the term microservices because it's most microservices aren't micro. <laughs> I would just call them services, actually. So when you take a look at cloud service platforms and you host services there, in the terminology, they are always called services and not microservices. So microservice is an artificial term for them. So and the idea is to have something which follows the idea of coupling and cohesion, or actually try to couple as less as possible and try to be cohesive as possible. And this is the big advantage. So so what is it on the strategic level? So long-term, when I think long-term, and this is my job to actually think long-term, and I did many mistakes in the past because I wasn't doing this. So I was going for monolith for so many years. I was just starting to develop something with the idea, okay, you can always improve. This is an ongoing process. But I learned the hard way that it's actually not that easy. Why? Because first of all, you have a limited budget. You have a limited amount of resources and, and people you can work with. You have a limited amount of time and a limited amount of, let's say, frustration taken by clients, you know? And we need to have something which works long-term. And the biggest problem of every monolith is it will outgrow you. So it will actually 
be something you cannot control over time. You cannot substitute parts of that. You won't be able to do most of the things you need to do in order to sustain long term. That's simply a fact. So people say, yeah, if you are disciplined, no, you won't be disciplined. You will have fluctuation. You will have new people. You will have other problems over time. You will always be short on time. You will always have those problems. So don't lie. In this case, you will have these problems. And there's a reason why cloud native is somewhat successful because cloud native is actually not about monolith. It's about decoupled architectures. And of course, there are, there are several ways you can do that. You can go for composable architecture, you have microservice architectures, serverless architectures. So the important thing is that you start to decouple and, cohere and, and bring things together, which should be together in order to be able to substitute them. So you need to be able to substitute things over time. This will make your application sustainable, long-term, maintainable. Because when, when you, when you think long-term, you want to be able to switch things out, which are deprecated, which are maybe not working, or maybe they were mistaken planning or whatever. So you want to take them out and exchange them with something else. But if you do that on a traditional monolithic approach, you will change so many other things that you actually you will get to the point where you say, no, I don't do that now because I'm too afraid to break things. And this is the legacy dead end I always talk about. So you run into a situation where you cannot move anymore. Your company, your business is standing still technology-wise and you don't want to have that. You never want to have that. This is the most dangerous situation you can be in with a tech company. So especially when we take a look at LinkedIn, and this is my honest opinion, and I see those discussions about monolith and decoupled architectures, it is really tiring. It is, it's not fun to read them anymore because I don't know why people are actually talking about those topics in this way. There are, of course, special applications where we need to still have the idea of monolith inside there. But for the standard web application, which has some complexity to it, which is long-term base, which is not an MVP. Just for you to remember, most applications out there are not MVPs. MVPs is something in the startup area, and sometimes it feels stuffed on LinkedIn with those kinds of, oh, MVP, MVP here, MVP there. But no, in the reality, in the real market, there are no MVPs out there. You deal with real software, with real issues over time, with real strategies. You know, stakeholders are expecting real performance and all this kind of stuff. And you need to provide that over a longer period of time. Otherwise, you run into problems. And you cannot solve the problems later on. And this is why what I really want to tell you today. This is a real big concern I have, actually. Yes. So think about that. When you decide for strategies, think about the long-term effects. It's not about short-term thinking. Architecture is always about long-term thinking, not the short-term one. And, you know, short-term is, is a no-brainer. So there will be challenges. There will be things which might be more complicated in the beginning, especially to understand them correctly. But, you know, don't forget that we are software developers and we should be able to overcome those challenges. This is our job. So we shouldn't be allowed to take shortcuts just to get some kind of job done 
on the long term, it's a bad idea. So if your software is only about short term, just do what you want. But as soon as it becomes a real business where people are depending on, you should think of that. Have a nice day, though. Bye-bye.